You're now tuned in to the Finding Success Show, where we interview guests and uncover the keys to success in business and in life with your hosts, Justin Bozak, Abe Cavella, and Tom Zdanowitz. All right, everybody. So welcome back to the Finding Success Show. I'm Justin Bozak. Got Abe Cavella and Tommy Z in the house. What's, What's going up? On? And uh, we're in the studio with Tom Abramski. Hello. Of uh, Shore Foods. So how's everybody's week going so far? Hectic, man. Hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Market is crazy. We're staying crazy, so. Real estate's definitely nuts. How about you, Tom? How's uh Gearing up for uh, one of our busiest weeks next week of the year is always 4th of July. So oh, 4th of July. We've been just getting crazy. Yeah. Bet. Bet. Yeah. So we'll dig in, man. Let's go. Uh, let's take it all the way back. To the uh, to the start, so Tom runs a successful uh, food distribution company um, here at the Jersey Shore. So if you are a restaurant owner, you know you got a guy. <laughs> yeah, we all got a guy. If it's if it's not Tom, you know you you might want to consider that because he's just a great dude. Thank um, you. you know, past client, but uh, you know we always talk business. You know, pretty much all the time. We love talking business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs share is we. We just enjoy talking business, and even though we have different businesses, you know, there's things that we can both relate to in each other's sure. businesses, and you know, what it comes down to, I think, at the end of the day, is just being a good dude. So, yeah, definitely. So, to take us back to how you got started in the biz. Well, I mean, way back, uh, I used to ride the truck with my dad when I was a kid. You know, I would look forward to weeks, you know, where we'd be off of school and stuff like that, and I would just, I would be excited to go to work with him. I would get to hang out with my dad and, you know, just, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. All my friends would make fun of me like, oh, you don't want to go to, you know, you know, play here. ball. Or yeah. Or let's play play. Video games. And I was like, no, I'm going to go to work with my dad. So I wake up at two in the morning, jump in the truck with him, literally work all day with him. That's two cool. in the morning to four or five in the two afternoon. Two in the morning. Two in the morning. Two a.m. Yeah. I'd be, Not p.m. I'd be riding the truck and my head would be banging. <laughs> you know, you have to wake me up when we get up to, up to the, where we had to go do our pickups and that and. You know, back in that day, we had to hand load the trucks. So oh, wow. uh, when I was younger, he just had one truck. We would hand load the trucks. So we'd get up to where we were going to go load up at, like, say, 4 in the morning, and it would be snowing or hot. You know, it didn't matter what the – whatever the atmosphere was, you were – my dad was up in the truck, and I was throwing him boxes. Right, right, right. And I liked it. I would help him and stuff like that, and I took a liking to it back then because uh, I was also doing landscaping in high school, and – it was the middle of the summer, and I'm like, man, this is hot. Yeah, right. And <laughs> doing landscaping when I was 17, 18, I was running, or, you know, I was at the point where I was 17, but I was still uh, given the responsibility to be able to drive the trucks for the guy that I worked for and stuff like that. So I had options to do that, and I just uh, realized that wasn't for me. It's very seasonal, right? So very seasonal. you got to be very creative in the off-season. Yeah, I said, well, it's hot out. I'm in the sun. When it's hot out, I could be in the coolers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd be at these restaurants making deliveries and stuff, and it's cool. You know, it's just a different, it's a different pace. You know, it's not the same thing every day. Right. So right. I took a liking to it, and I, uh, I decided after school that's what I wanted to do. So I started working with my dad, and I had a lot of people tell me, like teachers, and I had a lot of people, like, really give me a hard time for not going to college. Like, serious. Like, you're making a mistake. You're going nowhere with your life. You know, all this stuff. And it, I proved them wrong. And 
I could revisit some of those people that told me Ooh, that. Yeah. Man, <laughs> oh man, still I had teachers that, probably. I had teachers tell me I'm going nowhere. I was thinking about being a mechanic. I was doing right. I was just a tradesperson, not a I'm not a book guy. So I just it was a lot of work, you know. I just said, you know, this is what I like to do. So how well did uh did Pop pay? Pay you well enough to I mean obviously you see hung in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, my dad always paid me well. But I always did the work too. But you understood the the power of, you know, earning earning a yeah. dollar at that point. Yeah. So when you were a kid, were you like, did you save the money? Were you you know buying stuff and so doing hobbies or when I was seventeen going to Tom's River South, South uh i had four cars when i was 17. <laughs> i mean lesson lesson learned i didn't have four cars i was struggling you know to get my camaro going so <laughs> my uh you know it's funny my mom and my dad were always supportive of me wanting to do crazy things like that you know i take things apart put things together you know stuff like that but when i was like say 12 13 years old uh i went out and i wanted to buy a tractor because my uncle you know one of my uncles would help me fix things and stuff like that. So I took a liking to mechanical type things. So I really would like tractors and I was 12 years old. So, you know, it was like something I could drive. Cause that's what I liked. I liked stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up getting a lawn tractor and my mom after school would drive me around. I bought a little trailer and she would drive me around after school and I had a little landscaping business and it was a legit, like I would, it wasn't legit, but it was. <laughs> I had yeah, a, don't come ask me for the taxes. I was legitimately cutting people's lawns yeah. and getting paid for it at 12 years old. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'd be like, it's Wednesday. I have to go, you know, do my route. Yeah. And uh, I think from an early age, it kind of, you know, just the connection with making money because I worked for it yeah. just instilled in who I am. Yeah. So was there something that you bought like right after you got the big payday or you made like a month's worth of money cutting lawns and. When I was 14, I bought uh, I bought a Dodge Challenger. Did you? Really? That's what I wanted. To, well, that's what I wanted to buy. It was it was not complete. Right. And I worked on it. It didn't matter. Yeah, it was right? fun to drive. Yeah. And I would drive it. My parents had two driveways in Beachwood. I would start it up without anybody knowing, <laughs> and I would drive it from one driveway to the other. Right, what's the What's the statute of limitations on this stuff? <laughs> He's good. Twenty that's years, awesome. I think. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was just it was my parents always they, they always let me do things like i think me and it, it's funny because i see the same things in my son yeah he's very like obsessed with like how things work making sure things are exact and i know that future for him is like the same way i because i'm very like attention mm -hmm. to detail mm -hmm. if it's not right like my customers don't get it right you know i know what my customers want it's got to be right and attention to detail is so big just in any business yeah no. Yeah, and we were talking before. I think a lot of people don't understand the behind the scenes how intense it is to run literally every business. So you know, you hear the stories about how people fail, and usually it's because they don't have that attention to detail. Um, and listen, I'm not, I'm an attention to detail guy when it comes to creative and marketing and stuff like that. But when it comes to the business, I'm not really that guy, right? So it's identifying that and making sure you surround yourself with people that are. And so that's why I think our partnership works really well. You know, we kind of complete each other, you know, especially in this yeah. industry where in real estate, there's so many hats you got to wear. Um, how is that with, with your business? Do you have like key members? Is it just kind of you or? No. So with everything that's been going on lately, our business has grown uh, during COVID. Um, substantially, I had to hire a couple more people, um, which is good. Uh, 
don't know how long that's going to stick as far as the industry. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs with things going on right now. But um, I, I wear a lot of hats. Uh, you know, you'll find me, if you come to the warehouse, you'll find me in the freezer picking orders with, like, I just, I'm not that guy. I'm not that boss. I'm not, you know, I, I don't like to think of myself as, like, above the people that I work with. Like, I'll be right there with anybody that's working in the warehouse pulling orders on the truck. If something needs to be done, you know, I'll, you'll find me laying under the truck fixing something. It's not, there's nothing beneath me as far as anything that I do. Yeah. Um, so it's, you gotta have that mentality, you know, that you're servant leader kind of, you know, and you're willing to do whatever it takes and along with everyone that's working with you. So it's yeah. good. is there anything you did at the start of all this COVID that kind of helped propel your business? You shifted in any way to take advantage so initially when COVID hit, um, you know, those first couple of weeks where it was like, oh, wow, people might be shutting down. Yeah. Um, did you freak out at first? <laughs> yeah, I think a, a lot bit. of people yeah. did. We did a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, I'm in a business where I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars a week worth of perishable items. Right, right. So um, I'm buying things weeks out. So what I buy today, I don't see possibly for a week or two. That's true. So I'm buying things that I'm thinking, am I going to have to, if I get, if, am I getting shut down? Are my customers getting shut down? Is everybody on, you know, nobody, there was a really gray area. I think you and I had a lot of discussion about that mm -hmm. and it was a really sketchy kind of thing, but I had to, you know, just roll with what was going on yeah. and say, whatever happens, happens. I have insurance. If, you think about you know, that. Just you have to project and see. Hopefully, the governor doesn't shut everyone down in a week, and then you're stuck with yeah, I'm stuck with all, all this perishable two barbecues or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, well, that what that spurred some creativity, right? So we talked about so uh, <laughs> How you can with all that. that going on. But going back to preparedness, I was kind of prepared for that in a way because the last year or so, I've been really on track to paying things off and getting the business more liquid. As far as, you know, that could have been a rainy day. It could have mm -hmm. been a, uh, you know, that could have been a snowstorm that was week after week and I had customers close or, you know, things like that. So I think being prepared just in general in business helped me yeah. in the beginning of that. And then once that hit where it was like, wow, things are closing and all this stuff, I sell toilet paper, I sell paper towels. So I started watching what was going on. I started buying in on things heavy like whatever i could buy on paper towels whatever i could buy on and i was moving i was offsetting loss of half of my customers closing to where i was doing normal numbers wow. because That's i was great. selling yeah. when restaurants know, were closed yeah i wasn't selling any restaurants <laughs> or anything like that That's crazy but i was selling you know way you know above and beyond any more you know things like that that i would never think yeah. ever that i'd sell you didn't put your head in the sand. You just kind of pivoted with it. That's yeah. the word we've been using lately, pivot, right? So Yeah. And then uh, I came up with the Sure Foods at Home. That was uh, it was actually my wife's idea because a lot of people were you know, on Facebook and stuff like that saying, oh, ShopRite's three weeks out. This one's not doing it anymore. And I said, we could do that. If I'm not busy with our route, we'll be busy delivering homes. It doesn't matter to me where we go. Yeah. So we came up with a whole, like, launched the whole idea with that. Um which is cool. Yeah. I mean, you're always thinking. And the funny thing that you said to me is 
yeah, I bought all this stuff, and eh, if nobody buys it, whatever, my family will use it. Yeah, <laughs> I bought all the things that my family would use anyway <laughs> over yeah. a few years. All things you <laughs> find yeah, in exactly. My house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Katie, we have a uh, three-year supply of Windex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll use it at some point. Don't worry. It's hey. it, BJ's on crack right there. Katie, Katie's like, stop bringing cocoa. Co- uh, one of the cereals, the co- one of the cocoa, cocoa, puffs. cocoa puffs. She's like, no more cocoa puffs. <laughs> that goes through my house like crazy. So bring it over if you need to. Yeah, now you know where to get it. So, are you starting to see now that you know things are starting to open back up? That it's like really skyrocketing. I mean, yeah. You- so I mean, right now, even the restaurants that are opening, they're not doing the numbers they should be doing, right? Because their dining capacity is limited, and everything's harder. Uh, you go to a restaurant and you're not allowed inside. Yep. That server, that manager, whoever's there has to walk from the kitchen all the way to the front door back to, you know, it's a lot of, right. It's and you're dealing with the work. wind and you're dealing with the sun and yeah. you're dealing with the weather. I mean, they, I mean, out of everybody, I think that's the first thing I think about it. The people that have it the toughest in business or the, or the restaurant owners right now. I mean, absolutely. You know, I know some other businesses like gyms are closed, but restaurants are tough. That's a razor yeah. thin, you know, yeah. margin. And I mean, I don't know, a lot of them didn't get bailed out. Right. So you think about employees and things like that and you, you know, got can get loans and stuff from the government, but they don't really have employees. It's just them, and then the staff they get they don't get paid like a high high rate. No, oh. so retention's got to be easy. I mean, like we were talking, it's easier to just sit on the couch, I guess, if you worked in that industry right now. Yeah, I mean, I I have some customers I really feel I feel bad for. You know, they're only open for May, June, July, August, September, and then they close it down, and they expect to make their money in those couple months. Mm-hmm. I don't see it this year. I mean, I see people coming down and spending money, but it's, you know, if, if you're only allowed to have half the amount of people in the restaurant or 25%, you know, when it fully opens back up, by the time it fully b- opens back up, they're going to be closed. It's true. You know, yeah. Think about all the tourism from people coming down to the shore. Half of them want to just go out to eat. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and a lot of it's that. the experience, right? So, you you know, you spend 50 bucks on a steak, but it's more about the experience. Yep. You want to spend yeah. 50 bucks for a steak, sit at a picnic table outside in the sweltering <laughs> right. sun. Right. It's yeah, not right. the same thing, you know, and the restaurant owner can't discount that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's paying a premium for that space, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if, if uh, anybody gets anything out of this, it's, it's definitely... Res- you know, support the restaurants. I mean, I can, I, I need to start working out more. I'm supporting the <laughs> restaurants so much. I mean, I don't want to support, you know, uh, you know, stop and shop as, as much, I guess. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. They definitely, um, they're definitely the heartbeat of a lot of the communities because, you know, you, you just take a step back and notice how many mom and pops or how many, you know, they have one restaurant and that's it. You know, like the, the bigger conglomerates still figure it out, right? Or they'll close a store yeah, here or two they'll and they'll be up. fine, you know. But you're talking about people that just, they sweat it for years and years and years and years. And, uh, you know, t- to know the expenses they got to pay, the payroll and with a liquor license or whatever, it's tough. Yeah. And if they weren't prepared, like you were just talking that you were just kind of preparing for something like this for a rainy day, what if they just got caught in their business where they didn't have the liquid funds that they which they did. So yeah. and all of a sudden they're closing down it's and the seasonality of it. Yeah. yeah. You think, yeah. Oh, well, whatever, we're going to hit it big in the yeah. summer. Yeah, but, uh, it's tough because the state was also putting things in place where, you know, you're going to have to bump up salaries to X and, you know, with, right. with food. I mean, that's been going, you know, crazy as far as prices go. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, but you know, uh, like I said, 
support your local restaurants and, and, and not the big ones, the, you know, the mom and pops. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what do you think about the, uh, the future, I guess, in, uh, you know, looking past COVID? I mean, hopefully we get through this and you know, that's the end. Um, you think this is going to change the industry as a whole now that this happened and based on the building reactions and stuff? I mean, I think so. I think you're going to see some things that aren't going to be forgotten. I see it in some of my suppliers. They're hesitant to buy certain things. Uh, there was a lot of money lost when this happened. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it. Suppliers bring in and stock perishables for restaurants. I mean, you have things like uh, little creamer packets that are on the table at a restaurant. I was just able to get them for the first time like a week ago. Wow. Because nobody's been putting them in a restaurant. Mm. Um, stuff like that. You know, not not saying that you couldn't get them at all, but it's been That's very yeah. hard to get certain things. I mean, uh, one pound pastas right now, like Barilla pastas, can't find them anywhere um, <laughs> because everybody was buying them at home. So the mm. market got tweaked on a lot of things. Um, that's temporary. But long term, you're going to I think you're going to see some big companies fold up. You're going to see a lot. There's a lot of big companies that are down 50, 60 percent. And I don't yeah. know if that's going to recoup you know, right. because the damage might already be done. They might even though they're big companies. There's big companies that are very unstable right now before this happened because they take on a lot of debt because yeah. they do, you know, they do things outside their means. Yeah. And just because they're a big company doesn't mean they're not doing that. Yeah, that's one key thing. And I definitely have noticed that about you over the years, you know, because, again, we talk a lot. And, uh, you know, you're definitely very reserved about kind of how things, you know, work within your business, right? So you're not your goal is obviously you're always talking about paying down the debt, paying down the debt, obviously. So you have the cash for a rainy day. And if something like this happens, it's not a big deal. It's not like you're living this lavish lifestyle and you've got these cars and this big house. You could have done it, right? Because yeah. the money was coming in. But, you know, I think you, you had the foresight to know that, you know, hey, that's just probably not how I want to live. I've seen some people kind of go through that. And yeah. I'll learn from their mistakes. Um but is this kind of like the really the first time, I guess, in this industry for you guys that you've seen like a, a recession? Because, I mean, we experienced it in real estate. Going, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it was probably tough for some companies back then. But I, don't um, know. I went through, what was that, 2007, Seven and eight. Yeah, eight. Where a lot of people were closing. When I worked with my dad, we had, we, we, it was a rough time. You know, we had to let a couple people go. I mean, business went down. Um, New competition came in with certain things. A lot of margins went down, like things you used to make money on, you weren't anymore. So that was rough. And then, you know, I don't feel like this is as bad as that financially because I think people still have the money. It's just a really weird. It's a weird time. It's just a weird time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I think we were talking a little bit about that maybe maybe last week or so, but I feel like the confidence is still there. People mm -hmm. are just being held back. Yes. Where in 7 and 8, 07, 08, everyone was just no confidence in the market. Didn't know what was going on. So right now they're saving because they're just waiting for them to be opened up to the market. So I, I feel like we're going to be okay. And there's no recession, I don't think. Obviously, recession is just two, what, two, three months of right. whatever GDP. So. But I think the confidence is there. I think we just need to open up the state, and then we're going to be okay. But yeah. so I wanted to ask you about the shore foods at home. Are you like, what did you get from that? Are you going to continue with that? Are you going to like, what'd you learn from that? And is that going to expand your business? So the shore foods at home, I like certain things about it. Uh, I like the fact that the customer puts their own order in because that's right. something that's very time consuming for us when we take orders from people. You know, 
I could be driving down the road, somebody's texting me all this stuff and you got to write it down. You got to put it in, you know, it's time mm -hmm. where that's coming to me right into our system and it's done. So it's creating things in my brain to say, well, how do I do this with the rest Commercial of my business side, and stuff yeah. like that? So uh, that's not going anywhere. We're, we're keeping that at home. It slowed down a little bit because people are out and about. They're not like terrified to go to the stores. I don't think as much. Yeah, but it's tough to bring. Like my, we got three young kids, and my wife would just live on Peapod or you know the stuff yeah. that's just going to deliver. It's so much easier than taking the kids in the car. And obviously, right now, taking the kids with a mask on in the in, the, in the shopping centers. Forget about Crazy, it. Man. But I think that's pretty key. It's going to help you out in the future too. Yeah, I'm just curious. It's definitely, how. Uh, it's definitely here to stay. Yeah. What, what yeah. areas are you covering with the shore at home? We're doing basically like brick east of the park, way down to say like where town. We're okay. trying to do like a 10, 15 mile radius. From so the almost warehouse. like like Northern Ocean to about Wartown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. I might have to get on that, man. Be honest, I mean, yeah, she, we, Chelsea just did a Costco run today, and it's just like anytime you go there, it's just ah, forget about it. Yeah, there's some yeah. key things on there, and obviously you're dealing, you know, with a Thumas distributors. So I mean, you know, you get some quality stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, we wanted to put like the best of the best things on there. I mean, the thing is with us, I mean, we can't compete with a shop right or something like that as far as the variety but your basics you know we have all your basic uh supplies and meats and yeah. produce and stuff like that did you put those barbecue packages together yet or uh, yeah <laughs> the, the grill and chill the grill and chill, chill package like yeah, yeah 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 that's a little idea we we're talking about yeah i mean i think that's just cool because the barbecues and stuff like that and yeah i figured hey yeah eventually people are gonna you know, get able to get together in that capacity. So, you know, how about yeah, just I'm getting a whole grill and chill thing dropped off where your buns, your, you know, meats, your yeah. ketchup, your moss, everything's done. It's ready to go. One so. click. One click. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So would you use mobile ordering or do you have an app or something? Or uh, we used the, like the Square app. Oh, right. They right. helped us uh, get the website. It's all connected through oh, that. Cool. That's the other thing is pay for. Yeah. Because that's another end of our business where you're constantly chasing money. Mm. True. Or dealing, you know, we're always watching to make sure we're dealing with the right people. Yeah, right. True. What's your typical turnaround time on like the short home? So if someone puts an order in today, like uh, it's like two days. Oh, that's awesome. We man. do two days because it gives us a day if we were out of right. something to be able to fulfill it the next day. That's great. So, what are some of like the most important lessons I think you've learned? I mean, it seems like because you went through the recession, you know, and you had to lay some people off, and things were going amazing obviously over the past couple of years and people didn't see this coming as a recession i think in the back of i know our mind we always felt like when's the shoe gonna drop right you never know yeah you know that's that's always in my mind right because you never know if to you know and you know living by faith you and i both know like we know you know but to deal with going backwards that's a, that's a fear of mine. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to go backwards as far as like the business going back and have to be in a real jam where you go out of business or something like that. So to me, it's like I want to just pay, pay, pay for everything I have. And I feel like if I have that mentality and that's I come not perfectly, but if I could do that majority, oh, we need this, we pay for it. It doesn't go on the credit card. Well, when you're not strapped for, for debt like that, you can make wiser decisions. You're not exactly. working out of fear. So that's yeah, key. Yeah, I think you're, you obviously learned. I mean, you, you, what Justin brought up before, I mean, the 2007, 2008, you guys said you struggled a little bit. And, you know, learning from that is key, you know, and I think that's helped you 
be in this fantastic position today. I mean, even us, I mean, when we went through it, I remember we had like, God, we had dozens of deals on the board. As soon yeah. as we saw those announcements, it just stopped. It was like deal yeah. dead, yeah. deal yeah. dead, yeah. deal dead, deal dead. Um, and we just had all these deals fall apart and we had to shift our focus and stuff. So, um, most people don't get it. You know, you have to really have three to, I mean, ideally six months reserves because you just never know what kind of hiccup you're going to potentially run into. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying before with when the COVID hit, I was talking to other people in my field that were literally like tomorrow we're laying people off. And I'm like, tomorrow, you know, yeah, we're like two days quick. into this, <laughs> yeah. like one week's going to rattle yeah. your whole business model. Like you don't know. And then a couple, couple weeks later it starts bouncing back and we're busy we're like i was saying before we're up 44 percent the same quarter it's crazy as last year so we're busier so if i was just making impulse decisions on let's get rid of everybody and sell off all this stuff two weeks later i would have been you know i would have been in a bad position i had nobody no help could have been 30 to 40 percent down Mm -hmm. so and i think that's probably why you were up is because other Owners maybe jumped the gun. Maybe they were kind of living on those razor sharp margins for whatever reason, and they just saw, well, I can't, there's nothing I can do. I don't have the money. I don't have the cash. I'm not liquid, you know. And at that point, you know, like, well, banks aren't going to just be like, hey, here's some money for your business. I mean, yeah. you know, the the cool thing about this recession is the government really stepped in and they helped the small business owners much more than obviously would happen in 07 and 08. You know, they helped sure. the banking industry, the insurance industry, and the car industry, and like that was it. And that's why I think it took so long for all the markets to come back is because you still lost all those jobs and the people that were actually looking to buy, yeah, um, they're all small business owners. They're the heartbeat of the economy. Um, so that's the, the one thing I think that, you know, the, the powers to be learned and saw, we need to get the money in the hands because then you have the confidence. I mean, I could tell you, I, I have some hobbies and I thought, you know, I flip baseball cards and stuff and I've been doing it for last year. It started as a hobby. Now it's for some reason becoming a job <laughs> which i didn't want another job <laughs> but i thought that market i'm like oh it's this is dead or whatever whatever i'll just you know uh, let it be and it was crazy and the prices were going up i'm like oh, people just really have money to spend and people aren't worried about it you know you get unemployment yeah well that's the that is the difference because yeah. if people aren't worried you know even though a lot of people and we were having a lot of problems with that with our suppliers because a lot of our suppliers in north jersey uh, right, so there some of the, the epicenter. yeah, epicenters and stuff like that, where people were just not coming into work. Yep. So, but they were still getting paid. So the money was still there. Money was still there, and then you saw the chart of the home improvement uh, sales, like Home Depot, yeah, home Depot. Lowe's, yeah, just yeah. skyrocketing. Yeah, so that tells me like, that everyone was home, and they're like, "I have no worries about the economy. I'm going to go fix up my house." Absolutely. Yep. That right there showed me there's consumer confidence, and everyone was comfortable with. It. And while they're fixing up their house, they're buying sandwiches and stuff <laughs> like that. Because all my takeout, like I was saying before, my takeout places are doing 30, 40 percent, you know, 50 yeah. percent more. Sometimes some of them are triple of what they normally do. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully this is it. This is a one and done thing and it, it never happens again. Um, I mean, but the cool thing is it's it's allowed us to push technology, you know, that much further. So I know in our business, we've always kind of been on the cutting edge. Um, and even something like this, it was like you still didn't have your company completely up to speed to where it needed to be to operate in this, you know, Zoom world now that we're in and the online world, right? So like we knew it, but not all the employees or the agents were, were up to speed. I mean, 
How does that affect, I guess, you moving forward? I know you said something about the ordering and the mobile, and that would be helpful for you. Is there anything else in your industry that you think online, you know, could could help or just technology could help? Uh, I would say on the on the computer end, as far as order entry and stuff like that, yes, I have a lot of things that I'm working on right now, trying to do that because that it's time. Every time yeah. I got to key something, my fingers hurt sometimes. <laughs> All day Wednesday, my fingers are just keying orders in, keying mm-hmm. orders in. I'm like, there's got to be a quicker way. But you know what? I'm at a quicker way because 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was a pen and paper. True. So I've seen the pen and paper. My dad used to have a book for each customer. It was oh, a pen and man. paper. And when I run his route, when I was like 17, 18 years old, I just flipped the, flipped to the customer, had their own book. And that that's what we did. Yeah. So I'm that's already, probably when we had, you know, that's the Nokia days too. Yeah. You don't even have like, yeah, I had a page <laughs> <start Yeah>. of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's cool. I mean, so I think, you know, the creativity in the business, especially for, you know, people that grasp technology already, I mean, this is just going to thrust us even further into this field because I think a lot of the people that were maybe thinking about getting out of the business, they're like, you know what, forget it. I'm never going to catch up. I don't want to deal with it. I'm comfortable. I'm out. So business-wise, you know, you never know when things like this are going to happen and an opportunity is going to come and your company could actually even make more money. True. Yeah. Uh, I have customers, and I've seen it firsthand, I have customers that just sat back and closed mm-hmm. when I thought if they were open, they would have done really well. Had they reinvented their store a little bit or, you know, stuff like that. But they're like, no, 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 we'll just close and go on unemployment and all that stuff. I'm like, all right. And then you got the guy down the road just crushing it mm-hmm. because they're doing takeout and they're doing it right. And they're yeah. doing online ordering and they're doing all the things everybody wanted. Yeah, and just catching everything that fell from the people that got out of it. Like, yeah. remember Forrest Gump when he's the only ship left out of the ship? Oh, yeah, boat. Yeah. 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 So you're sitting there and you got the windfall now because you powered through it. So, so, so that's yeah. one of the keys, I think, to success that people don't understand. And people think, oh, you just got lucky. You got lucky. You got lucky. And it was like, no, you didn't see the years it took for me to get to the point to be able to capitalize on something that fell into my lap. Right. So, the storm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, like we work with a lot of builders, right? So some people may think, oh, they're lucky they work with builders. Well, you didn't see the years to, to get to that point. And then, you know, when we got to that point, what we did to secure it and, you know, become one of the, you know, best teams dealing with builders at the Jersey Shore. Um, you know, it's all about when you get the opportunity, what do you do with it? Are you ready? You know, can you, can you run with it? Um, and it's all the work that goes into it before. So that's like I always say, lay the foundation good work ethic, yeah. um, being available. Cause you never know when, when somebody's going to, you know, call, call your number. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, it's a lot of stuff changes. You know, what, what a driver thinks their morning looks like might change 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. You get three phone calls. Oh, Tom, I, it's always Tom. I have a problem. How can you help me fix it? <laughs> I have a catering. I just took for a unexpected death for a family and I have to cater it. You know, what am I going to say? No, right. No, I'm going to say, I, I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Yeah. You're my, you're my customer and that's our agreement. You know, within my means, I'll make it happen. I've borrowed stuff from other customers before and, you know, I'll yeah. do whatever I have to do to make everybody happy. It's awesome, man. <laughs> so, Dom, I got to ask you a question, man. One of the things that's the most frustrating with the youth that we have right now in the type of society that we're dealing with is that they don't like putting in work, right? So this is one of the whole reasons. I mean, we talk about this all the time on our show. Some. Don't, uh, no. yeah, don't, don't, don't completely uh, throw uh, okay. the millennials some, out of the box. Thank you. Right. <laughs> we'll say some. Um, 
So, I mean, obviously when we were, when we were building our business, I mean, we put in a lot of hours, you know, 70, 80 hours yeah. a week, you starting out and where you are today, how many hours do you, do you grind to, to run this business? I mean, every day, like the alarm clock, 4am. I mean, literally every, even if I have my alarm clock set for seven o'clock on a Sunday, 4am, <laughs> wake up. Yeah. I wake up, uh, it's we got the roosters uh, and the hens though. Yeah, right? we got the roosters. <laughs> yeah. He is the rooster. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, do you really have roosters? <laughs> you beat the rooster. Yeah, we have. We have uh, Katie has a, a chicken thing for chickens. I guess we got like twenty five chickens. Wow, I've had some fresh, uh, fresh Silverton Road eggs. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I would say seventy hours a week is yeah. probably a, just a I would think is normal. Yeah. yeah. I mean and that's you know, between paperwork because right. if you really sat down and figured out, oh, I woke up at four thirty, couldn't go back to sleep. I walked down the other side of my house, nobody even knows I'm up and I'm in the office with my door closed on paperwork. Right. And part of it, I guess that's what happens when you get older. You like it. Because <laughs> you know where you're going, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. And and running a company is your baby, you know, you build it up. And it's, you know, all the time you spend, even if you're not working in the field, like you're saying, it could be the creativity, the thinking about it, the researching, um, you need to put in that work. And I think the, the youth needs to understand like a 40 hour work week. I'm sorry. It's a, <laughs> it is a joke. Yeah. 40 hours is nothing. If you think 40 hours is full time. That's part time. It's, it's, <laughs> it's part time. And listen, if you want to, you know, do other things, maybe you're doing that and you have something part time that you're doing or a hobby or whatever, like, yeah, that's cool. But if you're just content on putting in 40 hours and punching out and that's it i don't know you're letting somebody else control your destiny you know yeah you could yeah. always lose that job you know you could right. always get unemployed um and that's the thing is i think you, you always have to be thinking of what's next you got to stay creative you got to stay humble you got to be willing to put in extra hours at work even if it's 40 hours i used to have a salary job i'd punch out and still work yeah it is what Take it is job after that yeah yeah. So, I mean, if, if, uh, you know, if the youth is, is listening, <laughs> if you want to be successful, I, I've had people work with me that were younger and, you know, treat me like I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, this and that, uh, too good to sweep the floor. You know, you'll find me sweeping the floor. Yeah. Like I said, you'll find me down. I'll, I'll be the first person doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's nothing beneath me. It's my business. I care about it. That's the and definition. If you're not leader, willing right? to do that, you will not be a good owner, good, successful owner. Yep. Right. Yeah. Cause then everything's beneath you and just, you know, your attitude towards the people that yeah. would be doing that job. It's, it's not going to be right. No. So yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a great picture or meme that goes around where it shows the definition of a leader. And there's a difference between a boss and a leader. And what you're doing is that's what grows leaders. You've got, you're in the, you're in the, you're in the mud with them. You're, you're getting dirty. You're doing what they do. And you're showing them how it's done. And a boss is just like, get over there, get that done. So yeah, that's that's where you are, where you're at, man. You know what you know what it takes to be successful. You, you grind, you put the hours in, you're down there with your peeps, man. That's that's exactly what it takes. And I think all of us will agree that none of us is possible without an awesome team. Like we have Amanda, Jen, Laura, Johnny, what they do every day for us. And they do, they go above and beyond. And we know that. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. <laughs> um, but anything you could say about your team and who's working with you and any, any mistakes you've made in hiring as well that you can kind of give out to small business owners? Um, uh, yeah, I would say I, <laughs> I've had people that I've hired that I knew day one they were not going to 
Yeah. Uh, they were not fit for doing what we do. Not everybody's cut out to do what we do. There's a lot of physical things. There's a lot of personality things. You're dealing with customers. It's a very vast, you know, we're not a huge company, so you could be picking an order one day. You could be on a van or truck the next day uh, dealing with customers. So it's not like you just have one set job. Um, So I've had people that I should have just said like the first week, like, hey, this isn't working out. So now something I do is I which actually I, I, one of my recent hires is a millennial. Uh, Ethan, what's up, man? Uh, <laughs> he's 19, good kids, doesn't want to go to school, wants to work hard. So I, I like that. That was me when I, when I, that was me when I was 19. So I like that. Well, he's, a, he's an extension of your business too. Yeah. So how he approaches your customers yeah. kind of shines on you. So, so he, you know, there's millennials out there that don't fit that mold. Yeah, um, Abe. But <laughs> I, I said most. <laughs> My, uh, what I've been doing is if I hire somebody, I'll say, this is a two week period. Yeah. I I make sure I'm happy with you for two weeks and I want to make sure that you're happy with me for two weeks. And that's pretty much how I'm going to do it from here forward. And that's that's cool. And then you can throw everything into that because if in two weeks, I know that that person is not meant to be, that's my chance to say, let's just save us both a hassle down the road. Yeah. yeah, slow to hire, quick to fire, right? That's yeah. what I learned. Because yeah. I, I, I don't like it's that's I, that's not me. Yeah. I don't like just bringing people in, and getting rid of people. You know, it's people got families or people got bills yeah. and stuff like that. So it's not good for morale and the rest it's, of yeah, it. It's just not it's not good for the business. You you end up putting too much time into trying to figure out what they're doing and what they're not doing right and all this stuff. I I, I don't have time for that. Right. I want to know that people I am surrounded by are good people and they're looking out for me in the business. And if I don't feel that way, then Part ways, yeah. Yeah, it was part ways now. Smart. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to. I want to. I want to hit on um, just the giving back thing we did with the turkeys. You know, it's been going on now. Bozak, you can probably talk a little bit more about it because you you set this up and you spearheaded this with Tom, really. So, what you guys have done with it, absolutely amazing in the food pantry. So, let me throw it back to you. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't even know how it really came about, but you know, obviously, you know, I knew where to go. Actually, like I, I think I, I remember where it came out. Justin called me and said, hey, any chance you get turkeys? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got, I got turkeys. Yeah, I just, uh, I forget how I got pulled into it. I think I just had the idea. And then I was like, hey, we'll just make it happen. Like, that's me. Like, right. You know, most creative guys is just like, whatever. This is the idea. And then, yeah. you know, we'll just figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've been integral in, in doing that with us as well as uh, Josh Blair from Family First Funding. But, uh yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I know the food pantry feeds a lot of people. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people, you know, uh, especially when we started, you know, the, the economy was not good. <laughs> Sandy hit. So there's a lot of people that needed even more help after that. So, you know, it just dawns on you that, you know, yeah, like, you know, we could be doing more. And like Thanksgiving's one of my favorite holidays. Um, it's July 4th and then Thanksgiving for me. But uh, Thanksgiving is really cool because there's not really any expectations. It's just the food, the family, you know, and the fun and the laughter that that comes with that. In football, excuse me, football. Teams. In the in the football, <laughs> for yeah, from the for the dudes, player. for the dudes. <laughs> um, but it you know hit me that that you know people don't experience that right. So you know if you don't have the turkey or the trimmings and everything like that, like that's not a good feeling, right? Like if you had that in the past and you grew yeah. up with it. So, so yeah, I felt like, yeah, let's, let's do something here, you know? And, uh, 
each year it keeps getting bigger, you know, getting more people involved and, you know, we're doing something nice. I feel like it was a hundred turkeys and it's, I was like 500 and I was yeah. like 700 or something. <laughs> Can't keep track. Every time you turn around, you're like, wait, you're getting well, more. I, I, I think, la- I think one of the years, Justin's like, whatever we did last year. And I, it was just in my head, it was like yeah. 600. It was really 500. Right. So we upped it just yeah. without even knowing. Okay, let's just do it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, so Tom has that right mindset. You've always had that where, you know, it's just, it's not about you. It's not about, again, the car you drive or the, you know, having a mansion or anything like that. It's just how you, you help people out naturally. Right. Yeah. So it was easy for me to say, Hey Tom, you know, can you help out with this? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. You know, no problem. I got you like nothing, you know, no charges, whatever, just whatever it is you pay. I'm not making any money on it. I'll help you out. And, uh, you even chipped in. Yeah. We appreciate that. <laughs> you, you became absolutely. a donor yeah. to it. No, so, huge. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, you guys have any other no, I think questions? Touched, touched on a lot, man. You've been, I mean, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, seeing where you've where you started from, where you are now. I mean, it's been a great journey and looking forward to many more years of doing this turkey drive. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to do the short at home thing. There's no questions. We signing up tonight on that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, to get on the it. foamy IQ. You know, we got the hand sanitizer. Oh, that's right. Hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, that's right. The hand sanitizer at the office. Pivoting again. Man. <laughs> well, we got four of them, lemon scented. Uh, so if you need some uh, some foamy. Revolution. Pump. The revolution is safe. Yeah. <laughs> We're safe and uh, our hands smell very nice. And uh, they're not gooey. Like I actually had a show on today. And then the agent's like, yeah, I got the hand sanitizer. I got the hand sanitizer. And she just dumps like a bunch of my hand. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all this hand sanitizer? I was, <laughs> Brushed uh, it off. I'm like, yeah, I wish you should have that foamy IQ. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wasting, uh, wasting sanitizer. But uh, any any uh, parting shots, anything you want to want to put out there? As far as? I don't know. Any questions advice, for advice us? To the listeners? Advice, yeah. Just like you were just touching on with being generous, too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, just as in being a person, too. Just like when you leave a tip for somebody, leave a nice tip, yeah. you know? Are you going to be a nice person to somebody and not leave them a nice tip if you could afford it, you know? Yep. Um, you know, just giving back, stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it feels good when you do things like that, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Not 20% is the standard, I think, you know? And if they do a better job, you throw a little bit extra into that. Well, I think we're all in the service industry, and uh, my wife always says that, uh, everyone should be in the service industry, or at least a waiter or waitress for a year. Just get the feeling out there to have yeah. a be a servant to someone, mm-hmm. and just but hand bite your lips sometimes because you don't want to speak poorly on someone or yell at them. But it just changes your mindset, and I think it makes you a better person. So appreciate your service industry yeah. Um, success. So yeah. So if anybody wants to uh, get in touch with you to, to order anything, what's the what's the website? Uh, the short foods. At, it's uh www.shorefoodsathome.com nice. is our uh, that's a, your home delivery um, and then we're in the process of setting up a website we don't have a website yet for uh, that's even foods. more impressive for the regular word of mouth. foods <laughs> honestly all my business has been word of mouth yeah. for my whole career yeah. I've never ha- I mean I could count on maybe both hands how many times I've actually dropped a card somewhere it's always hey Tom my friend's opening up a place go see him and then I go deliver to that guy, and that guy's got a friend. And that goes true with you guys, too. Mm-hmm. You're doing it right, How many man. times have I referred business. somebody to you that yeah. was for, you know, or 
somebody, you know, it's when somebody's happy with you, they're going to go tell everybody they know. Yep. And when somebody's not happy with you, they're going to go tell everybody they know. Very true. They so, tell right? even more people. Yeah, something yeah, to talk yeah, about. Right. Yeah. They do tell so why do you, would you not want to keep people happy? Yeah. Absolutely. Regardless of, you know, sometimes businesses get so wrapped up in principles. And even during this pandemic, I've had suppliers that came up with the most ridiculous principle type. We're not bringing in any special orders, period. We're not bringing in this period. And I'm like, you basically cross dock it. You bring it in overnight from a supplier that doesn't even see your warehouse and you flip it right onto my truck. Yeah. That's like the craziest thing that you're saying no. And you just forced me to go somewhere else. Yeah. So I've had suppliers that have lost a lot of business from me because of bad choices as far as, you know, customer service, customer yeah. service, and just coming up with like ridiculous rules for things. Well, and you talked about obviously the supplier for you, but then the customer on your end, the guy that says, Hey, I got a barbecue this weekend. I need you. Yeah. And you said, all right, I'll make it happen. Versus this other guy saying, no, cut it off. So, yeah, it's true. So yeah, referrals like, be are nice. Be nice. Make things happen. Kind. Referrals are key. Forward. I mean, you know, that that's that's my business. That's you know, your guys' business too. Is it's all referrals. I mean, I'd, I I know if I get a referral from you, you're not referring somebody that's you know a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> you're referring somebody who's cool, and and that's the thing that people don't understand is if you work with cool people, and then cool people refer you to other cool people, yeah. it's just a never-ending chain of cool people that you're working with. Absolutely. Well, look yeah. at you. Yeah, I, I didn't know you before we did real estate transaction. I met you on Silverton Road. Mm-hmm. I was looking to buy a house. I uh, told you not to buy your it. old firm. You told me not to buy <laughs> it. And, you know, the thing is, that's how Justin and I have connected with a lot of things because Justin would see things from a professional standpoint that I didn't realize from a homeowner. Yep. You don't want to live here. It's right next to this. This. You don't want to be here because it's <laughs> the <got> graveyard. <laughs> or you don't want to do this because it has that. Like things that we wouldn't see. Right. Yeah, the high tension wires, the, well, that built the cemetery. Trust in him. Yeah. Yep. Well, just opening up the different things that you don't think about that you might think about later when it's too late. Right. 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 So I like to throw because everything you're, on the table. Because everything wasn't all about the sale. Exactly. Yeah. You knew I was going to find what I wanted, but right. you knew that wasn't the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to sell something today. It's not, it's not what it's about. And I think that's what most people don't understand. It's, if you want a long term relationship with that person, you got to make sure they're happy long term, yeah. not short term. Don't sell them something that, Long term, they're going to be you know not happy with yeah you know car salesman ish. You will never find me being salesman ish. Yeah, if I go into a place and I like it and I did drop a card, you know I'm there buying a sandwich or I thought it was a good place. If I drop a card and they there's like a no response, you'll never like I am not one to just be like a super aggressive like yeah that's just not me yeah I've never had to be pushy to sell to my business. You built it the right way, man. And we all, everyone gets hit with real estate leads and buy these leads. And, you know, we work off referrals and the trust is already there. So it's just a great way to build your business. So we appreciate you having on, being on, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys yeah. for having me. No problem. Absolutely, man. Always good to see you, man. And uh, looking forward to some big things from you. Oh, you want to mention the uh, the other turkeys? Which turkeys? Yeah, more turkeys now? <laughs> Jeez. More turkeys. <laughs> turkeys that are in the, uh, in the stores. Oh, okay. The fresh turkeys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's mention that. So we uh, were basically, <laughs> we, uh, one of my friends that has a turkey farm, him and I came up with a label that we put into uh, local shop rights, pure and simple foods. Uh, it's a line of turkey products that we put in there uh, last year. People love them. And they're out of where? Stop, stop, shop, shop rights. Shop rights, okay. yeah. You're the Hanks, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Very simple. Yeah, so the cool thing is you just bring it home. It's like, what, 20 minutes? That's it. It's kind of cool when I walk in Fresh and time. I see them in the store because I came up with that label. Like, so it's kind of cool to see, like, mm-hmm. the pen hit the paper, you yeah. know, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Vision realized. Love yeah. It. Nice, man. Congrats. It's creativity. I think that uh, entrepreneurs need to understand. You, you got to definitely put in the hustle, and even when you're doing good, you got to keep creating different things, right? And yeah. Keep trying different things. Change, adapt. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, during this whole thing, I've seen companies that just could not adapt smaller one guy operations that just couldn't adapt and not that they're out of business but they're definitely financially punished because they couldn't adapt um, so you, you just adapt all right brother awesome tommy boy really good to see you my man you too wish you the best of success i know what's gonna happen so you know, in 10 20 years i'm gonna be chilling out on an island somewhere send me my rent check (laughs) (laughs) owning a bunch of buildings yeah these guys he's good building the building now he's gonna have some tenants and stuff going on so he's he's got it all covered nice work brother all right guys thanks for tuning in and uh we'll catch you on the next show thanks for listening to another episode of the finding success show make sure